Yo. Yo, what up? That's definitely some New York stuff right there. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> yo, it's all about the a Europe. And for uh, the listeners at home, tell them where that came from, because I didn't start that. That came from you, I, guess, I think. It came from yeah, you like, in New York. I'll tell, What's the how that, I'll tell everybody hey. how that works. If you're a tourist and you're not from New York and you're walking down the block in the Bronx and you hear a you better walk the other way. That's what that means. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. Because I never like, asked you, know, you that. I was just like that's yeah, what we do. I'd, I'll do it because I want to be cool. I mean, that's just the call to the crew. Like, yo, somebody's coming on the block. We should go check them real quick. You know. Oh, so that's like, oh, the dude's wearing red. He's in the blue part of country, uh, the country or the city or whatever. Like, it's like, oh, that guy might be a cop. Hey, you're. Yeah, like, well, look out, look out. Well, let's oh. go check. I mean, back in the days, it would be like, yo, let's go check his pockets, you know? Oh, shit. I didn't know that. I thought it was like a term of endearment, you know? like It is among, amongst friends, but, like, if you're not around, and if you're not from around here and you're walking down the block and you hear, hey, you're, you better walk the other way, you know? It's, it, it, it's originally from, like, gangs or, like, crews, you know, like people that stay outside and loiter, you know? And that, that's just, yeah. If you're like, drinking uh, and smoking and you're a bunch of people hanging out outside, Eventually, you know, a year is not a good thing. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, what was the Denzel movie uh, where they like released the pigeons? And he's like, oh, that just signals that the cops are coming. That's what, that's why the pigeons. I mean, that pigeon stuff is just amazing. How are you able to control pigeons like that? That's just remarkable stuff. Hey, if fucking Mike Tyson can do it, anybody can figure out a fucking pigeon. Somebody killed his pigeon and he became a boxer. <laughs> oh, for real? That's the origins of his him and his pigeons? Well, that was the origin of him being a boxer. He was a or younger being a kid. Boxer, I guess. Yeah, maybe not the pigeons, but being yeah. a boxer. He was so, a younger cool. kid, and somebody broke his pigeon's head, and then he started boxing. He became a vicious, savage killer. You know? Huh. I mean, yeah, this that... was in the 80s, you know? like We didn't have internet, so those pigeons probably meant everything. Yeah, I mean, those... Have you ever heard of, like, the... Like the pigeons when they race, like um, I can't remember what I was listening to. Maybe it was like Mike Rowe and back when he did Dirty Jobs, but he did like a thing on pigeons. I think it was him. But he was like, oh, it's a big thing if you got a 30 mile bird or whatever the number was. It was ridiculous. Like because they take all your birds and they tag them with little anklets or whatever. And they put them in this uh, special vehicle and they drive them, you know, so far away, 20, 30, 40, whatever miles away. And all of a sudden, they release all the doors at once, and just thousands of pigeons come out of these things, and they have to fly back to their masters or whatever to a known location. And they time them, and then they actually, like, you know, you can place bets on them and stuff like that. You ever heard of that? Yeah. You know what I feel like when I hear see that stuff? I'm like, get a job. <laughs> what's the jobs report say yeah you're a weird cat lady that just has a thing for pigeons like no, i just mean like all right i get it people suck sometimes i get it you know sometimes people want uh, another like an animal but it feels so weird dude like are right, you care about animals more than humans like go go hang out with somebody real quick you know they're always like yeah, weird that... isolated situations some kind of trauma bond you know Yes, yes, the trauma bond, because being in the dog industry, as long as I have, that is a common thing among people that rescue animals, is the, some of them, the extremists, will tell you, 
oh, I'd, I'd stop and pick up a dog. And it's a proven fact, but I'd stop and pick up a dog before I would a hitchhiker. I mean, like, it it's why I carry, why it I carry food in my car. It's why I always have a leash in my car. Like, because they just pick them up, scoop them up, and put some pity post online on social media, and then they get somebody to pay for it, the vets, and check them out. And, uh, oh, he's so traumatized. He this and he that. And, uh, the rehoming fee is only $150. Just, you know, it happened to me, you know, the cats used to follow me home and I'm like, what the hell? Why am I getting all these cats? You know? Yeah. It was annoying at some point, you know? I mean, I, as a kid, I wasn't annoyed. I was like, yeah, you got to take care of Pokemon, you know? But as an adult, <laughs> as an adult, you're like, eh, the world's, a, the world's a cruel place. I'm sorry. You know what it is? It's just like, it's just, um, I'd rather that people have an animal, they commit suicide. That's one thing I'd rather have. You know, like, let the animal Whoa. take care. Yeah, I don't want anybody to resort to that route, you know? So in that way, I'm like, okay, it's cool to have animals. But when you're, like, getting so many animals and you're hoarding them, it's yeah. just weird, you know? It's just like, damn, I feel bad. But then again, what am I going to do, man? I can't save everybody in the world, you know? Yeah, you, you can only save yourself. And you can uh, try to help them. But if they don't want help, it's like drug addicts and alcoholics. Uh, and I went through that. Well, I didn't. My dad went through that with our mom. He went to multiple Al-Anon, Alcohol Anonymous. Like, I don't know if those are two different things. I think they are, but maybe not. Who cares? But it's like every one of them told him the same thing because he was an alcoholic. And they said, you can do all you're doing. It's nice. You're trying to help your wife, but it's you can't change her unless she wants to change herself. And he said every one of those meetings, places, whatever, told him that. And that's when he gave up on her and filed for divorce. And then uh, I went with her and my brother is a junior of my dad, obviously. And, and he stayed there and then the child abuse and blah, blah, blah. And he got her back and he got me back from her and stuff. And but yeah, like that's the thing, like with some people, like with either conspiracies or even, you know, simple dog rescue and stuff, it's like. If you don't realize these dogs and cats are ruining your life and like you walk around and you think people are your friends and behind your back, they talk about like, my God, she just smells like cat piss or, you know, she smells awful in her vehicle and her house and all this. <laughs> if you, That's a thing. I'm not kidding. That's a thing. But it's like, you are lost in the sauce. You're, you're, you're confused in the fog. You think you're doing such a great job in me and praise and look at all the likes. And I rescued 400 animals this year, but they're destroying your life and your home. And I miss my dog and cat, but it definitely smells better in my house without the dog and cat in here. You're, you're damn right. It does. Yeah. And I did, I wasn't hoarding, but, after our dad died, like I lived with dad after our, I came back from college and, you know, started a job in a couple of years, girlfriend broke up, moved back to the home, you know, a year or two That's later. That's why these people do it. They do it because the girlfriend situation. That's definitely a hard situation to deal with. <laughs> you're like, you know, it, some days it's hot, some days it's cold and you're just like, all right, forget it. Just get a bait. Just get a waggy. That's no, what we the, call dogs, the, you know, waggy. <laughs> that 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 might that might be true, but one thing that I see the most, and there was one person in particular that I was like, it had to have been this reason, and turns out it was because I knew the woman very well, and da da da. She was older than me, but it was like, 
oh, when I was little, I tried to bring home a frog, a turtle, anything that was just like, oh, it seems like it's got a, a little limp. Oh or just, I found it, and they would say, no, you can't have it, you can't have it, you can't have it. Again, get a job. Get a job. <laughs> like, yo, go get a job. Yeah, but it's like that feeling of maybe they weren't loved as a child, or they were shunned from being able to love an animal. So and many people are telling me to get an animal right now. They're like, yo, just get a dog, get a get this. No, get dude, I'm telling you, as somebody, especially that lives in the city, and you have to fucking pick up their shit, that's almost <laughs> right off the gate. Even if I had a backyard <clears throat> and I could scoop their poop and throw it in the toilet and flush it or whatever, I would now, uh, I've worked with dogs for 17 plus years. I, at one point, between me and my brother, after our dad passed away, me and dad had two dogs and I left and went and lived with my girlfriend at the time. And we bred mastiffs and stuff. And, um, there was one puppy that we kept from the litter that we thought about maybe breeding her down the line, maybe not, but still we want to keep one. And we split up and I took that puppy and moved back into this house. So we had two German shepherds and an English mastiff with me and my dad. And it was constantly like every 12 hours or whatever, you had to come back to the house, let them out and da, 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 da. <clears throat> but once he passed, um, my brother wanted to, or we decided, whatever it was, he was going to move in with his girlfriend and his three dogs, 40 pound mutts or whatever. He was going to move in and some of the dogs had to be neutered. There was like four or five males and one, or no, four males, two females, and the males weren't getting along. So somebody had to get neutered and that fixed it all. But going from six dogs, down to two dogs in the period of or no six to one in the period of six months because there were different sizes and ages and shit and i saw it coming but after losing that many dogs that fast the house is so much cleaner you spend so much less on dog food which i then end up spending more because i don't care what the price is i was buying 50 pounds of dog food just cheap $22 for 50 pounds, like dog chow, purina a dog chow, or yeah, purina a dog chow. I was buying 50 pounds of dog food every six days. And you couldn't keep the water bowls full because there was just so many animals. And it was so hairy and just not clean to going down to one little 40, 35 pound mutt. It was a blessing. And then my brother eventually just helped a friend out that had a co-worker that had a litter of uh, pit bulls. So we're at two right now, but like, yeah, I, I would never own. an. Uh, well, I don't mean this badly, but I would never own another dog and I could be perfectly happy only because maybe I work with dogs and I can get my fix at work. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but it's like, no, nah, dude, it's a timer. Unlike cats, which like a cat, you could reset the timer every three days. With a dog, my dogs go out at 7 a.m. and basically 7 p.m. for like five minutes. And they don't potty in the house. I put them in a cage when I go to work. And overnight, they sleep in the bed and, you know, they hang out. The pit bulls over here, she's snoring in her sleep, fucking flapping her jowls. And the eyes are twitching right now. Um, but it's like, nah, dude, a dog is not for everyone. Oh, you're, oh, you're bored. You're tired. Like COVID we're locked down. And there was a huge surge apparently in uh, people rescuing dogs or adopting dogs, 
But then you get to, hopefully you should have, if you're not a fucking lazy fucking liberal, go back to work and make <laughs> a wage and, and don't live off my fucking tax dollars or the fake Fed. You know what's crazy, though? The, like During a, a Democratic run, usually the economy does better. Did you hear that? None. Yeah. Did you hear that? Uh, okay. It, it was saying like an error or something. So I'll have to listen back to this. And I don't know if it cut any of that out or not. But it's like, yeah, get back to work, bitch. This country, need our economy needs helped out. And, of course, Biden giving everything to goddamn Ukraine and uh, cutting jobs and pipelines and shit that, oh, first day on the job. What am I going to do? Cut $15,000, 15,000 jobs out of the fucking pipeline industry. I think it was from Canada for natural gas or whatever the hell. I'm just but like, like, when is this war going to stop? That's what I'm it's thinking. It's not going to stop until the power changes. The power... I don't want to get into that because you don't care, but... um, No, it just needs to stop. It's, gonna it's stop going on for a very next... long time. It's like, all right, when is this thing going to stop already? It's not going to stop until there's a major conflict. And I hate to say that, but my conspiratorial mind tells me that. It's like, for some reason, Trump came in and he got North Korea to respect him. Iran, I don't know if they respect him, but he got them to just pipe down, calm down. And then as soon as Joe Biden comes in, Afghanistan takes over and he pulls out like a pussy and leaves fucking however many uh, 50 hundreds of billions of dollars worth of tech weapons and vehicles behind in Afghanistan. And they just take it. And they're now they're like one of the largest weapons dealers in the country because we just left. We'll just call it a round number, a hundred billion dollars worth of fucking vehicles and helicopters and missiles and fucking small arms for them just to just take all the military has gone The civilians. They're scared for their life that are Americans or that are, fucking uh people that supported america that might be afghani and hopefully they don't get exposed and killed it's it's sad man it's sad we should have never, killed, uh, we should have never killed uh saddam hussein when we, when we killed saddam hussein then uh everything got crazy over there uh, i mean it's a multi-layered multi-pronged effect and that had something to do with it but we should have never acted so weak. You imagine, dude, there was Afghani civilians jumping onto the landing gear and that maybe lost their, their, their footing, so to speak, and fell to their death as this plane was in ascent and fell on the runway and died because they were like, oh, my God, the fucking Taliban is going to take over this country. And they took over the capital and produce videos in the fucking <clears throat> capital in four days, I believe it was. Thank God we're in America, man. I've seen things like, you know, from Haiti and stuff. There's like monsoons and floods and the government doesn't do anything. And I'm like, yeah, maybe Biden's a little weak or whatever the case may be. But at least we have water. We have a house over our yeah. head. <laughs> you know? There's I other think... countries. They don't, like, if the, something happens, the government doesn't do anything. Like. Damn, man, that, yeah. that must be way worse than what we're dealing with. You know, what happens to us? Oh, we don't have any jobs or we don't want to go work or something. Yeah, that sucks, but at least we're okay. Yeah, you know? <laughs> we, 
we do have it lucky in this country. And uh, there was, um, I think it was released about a year ago. I don't know. I'm not a super huge like follower of his, but I think it was Ronnie Chang had a Netflix special. Um, it was called something like uh, An Asian Destroys America. <sighs> something like that. But one of his funniest bits in there, he goes, oh, you know, whatever percent of the world doesn't have clean drinking water, you know, because he's trying to he's an American, I believe. But, you know, he's obviously an Asian, a pure blooded Asian. And he goes. Yeah, uh, whatever, 80 percent of the world doesn't have clean drinking water in America. You take clean drinking water and flush piss and shit with it. <laughs> and it was like a slap in the face. And I was like damn we are fucking bougie as shit aren't we because even though our drinking water is contaminated with fluoride and whatever but it's still generally considered clean drinking water but they he, he killed that it was a hilarious special if anybody likes comedy uh some asian destroys america watch it i think it's ronnie chang i don't remember but dude he he fucking lit america on fire and i was like he ain't wrong but but yeah, I mean, we got it so good here. Like, oh my God, I'm poor. There's still the dollar menu at fucking McDonald's. Right. Like, are you really poor? No, you're not. We're just, there's a Man, certain I had a, level. Of I had like a $12 protein, I had a $12 protein shake, and I was like farting the whole time afterwards. And I'm like, damn, <laughs> you ever had a protein shake? You ever had like a protein shake that's like $15 or $12, you know? Well, there's a, a new place. Uh, I, I'm assuming it's a uh, a corporate place that we just got here eh, six, eight months ago called Pulp. Yeah? Yeah, we got a Pulp. It's very close to my work. Um, Have you tried and, anything? Uh, I've tried only one thing. I've only had there one time, but Ron has had that place multiple, multiple times. But once he found there, I think it's a peanut butter and chocolate, and then you add the protein add on to it so it's got extra protein in it i think after tax if you were to buy it in the store it's like basically ten dollars if you have it you know like delivered to you more healthier like, you know because i'm like i hate working out so much you know i'm like damn why can't i just eat healthier and work out less so i'm trying to do that and i feel like as you get older you should be more conscious of what you eat you know yeah and i'm about to go through that um i've been thinking about it and and all that, but yeah, I'm about to. All you to gotta do, Brian, for you to start, to get, yeah, all you gotta do is go to the grocery Martins or whatever the grocery store over there, and just get that baby spe- baby spinach, you know, like a big box of it, right? And then every time you eat something, take a take your hand, get a scoop of it, and just stuff it down your mouth, you know, crunch on it, and then eat whatever you're eating. I think that's the best way to start doing it for you. Don't think about oh, I'm gonna change my diet or just get a big batch of like greens. And then as you eat your regular food, take a big scoop of it. Like, treat it like it's a, uh, what is those things called? Uh, like mayonnaise and ketchup. Con- Condiment. Yeah, treat it like that. Just put the greens in your mouth, chew it, and then eat whatever you're eating. Say you're eating a hot dog, right? Just take a bunch of greens, eat it real quick, and then bite a piece of your hot dog. Take another piece of the greens, eat it real quick, and then drink. You know, just keep crunching on those greens, and then you'll start to feel better. And then you'll slowly start to change your diet. But the key is to exercise. You have to exercise in order to want to yeah. be healthy. 
Because the yeah. better you are, you use your body, the more your body will want to eat broccoli. You know, right? Sitting around you. doing nothing and drinking Mountain Dew, mostly, and smoking cigarettes. Cigarettes is the biggest non-healthy one to eat. Like you know, it it promotes you to not eat healthy when you smoke cigarettes. Yeah, percent. You know, I could tell you that for experience. <laughs> Just recently, I was drinking Diet Coke, I mean, uh, Coke Zero, and I had somebody over, and they're like, ugh, Coke Zero, and I'm like, damn, this is some cigarette shit, you know? And if I didn't smoke cigarettes, I wouldn't be drinking Coke Zero, you know? I'd be drinking Avion water, you know? Like, damn, that's the one piece of garbageism that I need to get rid of, you know? Yeah. Cigarettes. And then I think eating healthy will help, you know? But, you know, yeah. I've, been, I've been using saunas and stuff. You ever been to a sauna? Um, not like a full experience. I've been in a sauna in a hotel when I was younger, maybe two times where Dude, like they got burns the hot... your, it burns your ugliness off your face. You, know? you go in yeah. there, like I can't stay in there for more than 10 minutes. I'm, I'm trying my hardest, but it's just like, <gasps> I'm dying. <laughs> I'm too ugly for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is for attractive people. It's this ain't yeah. a fucking time Metrosexuals, you know? My fucking nails look better. My skin is better. I'm like, damn, I'm turning a metrosexual, dog. Girls are walking <laughs> and following me and shit. I'm like, oh, snap, bro. <clears throat> um, I think self-improvement's big in our generation nowadays. You know, I think everybody's trying to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's popular. It's in the algorithm. Like, it's whether they're pushing it or it's really happening as a culture shift or whatever. I just yeah, feel like because I mean, we're stuck in the mud. I feel like everything's like, I'm like, all right, what can I do to be not stuck in the mud is work on my health and work on my appearance and work on things. Because the economy's stuck. I haven't made extra money in, like, probably, like, two years. <laughs> Everything I make is because of whatever I earn. Like, those days of making extra money, like... Oh my God, they're gone, bro. Like, I used to make extra money all the time. Now it's like very less, you know? Yeah. In in return is to eat healthy, you know? It's like health is wealth. Yeah. I mean, the recession is here and and it's already starting, or it's about to, like. (sighs) Jamie Dimon was on TV. That's the main big banker. You know, now that you've seen CMG, you got familiar with some of these uh, call makers out there. Jamie Dimon's the guy who runs JP Morgan. And, uh, you know, he had his gas mask on and looks like a dentist out there, you know, right before he got into surgery. And he's saying, oh, yeah, in six to eight months, we're going to be in recession. I'm like, what do you mean? That means the last 15 months we weren't in recession? <laughs> yeah, ever since probably April of... Uh, wait, hold on, wait a minute. That means that it's on its way. We're not going through it right now. And I'm like, whoa, that's scary. <laughs> No, as as a uh, as a conspiracy guy, it's uh, it's called the Great Reset. Klaus Schwab has even called it the Great Reset, and oh he has God, said bro. for 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 people that don't know, for just your normies, he has said on camera, "In the future, you will own nothing, and you'll be happy to own nothing." Oh, what is this, uh, Non? Have you experienced this? Apparently, the Chinese are coming up and. Uh, coming into the United States and buying every piece of property they physically can. Is that why they made crazy rich Asians? Maybe. Maybe. They were just this going ahead and putting the thing like, hey, bitch, it was in Europe and then World War II happened. They owned everything. And then America came in and won two world wars. And then America boomed 
and Detroit was great, and now Detroit is the shittest hole of the country. And maybe it's moving to China or Asia. Or now the Russians are trying to dominate the world. I just really feel like this war should end. And um, I'm getting to a point where I'm going to shut everything down. I'm shutting all my social medias down. I'm just going to sit and improve myself every day and not think about the country so much. Because I'm like, I don't know when this is going to stop. And the worst part of it all, there's no foresight. It's like we're in a boat and we're swim. We're using a boat and we're going one way and there's fog everywhere. So I'm like, I don't yeah, know dealing with this. But the fog is just making it feel like it's not worth it, you know? Yeah, yeah. There, there's fog everywhere and little do you know you're going against the current and you're not even making progress. And we got this guy Biden. Like, don't worry, everything's all right. You know? We went from 8.2 to 8.3. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? That guy's a disaster. Oh my God! They had him on sixty minutes, and they're like, and he's like, yeah, it's not like an alarming change. You went from eight point two to eight point three. Like, sir, that's the largest in the last fifty years. He's like, ah, yeah. Scranton, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God! At least we have sports. I'm like, oh, sports is so boring, dude. I'm like, all right, I just quit, man. I don't know what I'm going to do, Brian. I'm at a point but, where I'm like, you know, I used the, to use the stock market to get out of my reality and just have fun, but like that is definitely gone right now. But the sports is just there to numb you and to give you office chatter on Monday. I mean, I bet on it. You know, it's, it's like, type of why do you think they do Monday night, Thursday night football? I gamble on that thing, baby. I need some endorphins. You know, send me some endorphins. <laughs> Yeah, I can't give no fucking endorsements, but no endorphins, you know, like that. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, endorphins. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what that does. Is oh, it's Sunday. There's football. Saturday. There's college. Yeah, and then by the time the game starts, you're asleep. You know, I'm like that's the biggest sport I've ever seen. That the beginning of the game and the lead up to it is more important than the actual game itself. You know. Yeah, that's why tailgating is a thing. Unbelievable. All right, we got four minutes left. Let's go. What do you got? Um, I wanted to tell you, I, I, I heard it on a, something I was listening to today, and it reminded me of an old story um, for the hopefully loyal listeners. Um, my dad was, uh, he was born in uh, Fort Dix, New Jersey, and, but his child upbringing was all in Philadelphia, in uh, Tinicum. Pennsylvania, which is a small place right next to the Philly International Airport. Um, but he was uh, he was brought up in Philly, so he's the only one that left Philly out of his one, two, three other siblings that all had two boys, ironically. Um, our grandmother never had a granddaughter. Every child, even the woman, all had two boys. But um, the redheaded side of our family, because I got a little red in my beard, so I guess I'm a little Irish. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. But um, our uncle, um, not Uncle Paul, um, whatever his name was, who cares? But um, he was a redhead through and through. Redhead. His both his kids, his both his boys were Brandon and Josh were born redheads. Brandon was the older one, total nerd. Josh, nerdy, but still kind of street smart or whatever. Do you remember back in the day, maybe it was in the early 2000s, 
when Sprite, you peeled the cap off of your Sprite bottle and you looked underneath of it and it had the little plastic clear thing and it had a piece of paper underneath of it that said, hey, free Sprite. Or the big thing, I, I think I remember, the big thing was a mountain bike. You'd get a Sprite branded mountain bike. Remember that? Yeah, I think so. I remember the Hess truck. It'd be like, uh, uh, yeah. oh, uh, our uncle, uh, our aunt Brenda. She was related. She was dad's only sister. Aunt Brenda, uh, that she was Hess truck. Every fucking Christmas, one of the kids got the new Hess thing, and I didn't know that was a thing because we lived down here in West Virginia. But um, they would sell it at the gas station. Oh, at the gas station? That's that's fucking trashy. <laughs> it was during like Christmas time. Yeah, always around Christmas. I think the one I remember was a fire truck. That was his new one. He had a fire truck, a helicopter, and you put the batteries in and it lights up. You know, and... these days there's no tradition in anything. Like what are, what are people excited to do anymore? Like I don't no, know. No, because that's because they have to erase history. Oh my god. That's their plan to erase history. They've already they've done it multiple times. But Sprite. Say Ukraine. Say Ukraine. I want to hear you say it. <laughs> the Ukraine? <laughs> <laughs> I put a little mustard on that for you. The Ukraine? Oh, my God. Dude, it's crazy. But, um, all right. So, our redheaded side of the family, Uncle Don. Don was his name. Uncle Don. He actually, he, he did construction most of his life. And then he went to... The third at the time, the third best cooking school in the world. Number one's Paris. Number two was New York. Number three was Philly. He lived in uh, Westchester. Not a he wasn't rich. He a shitty house or not shitty, but a, a big shitty house in Westchester. But um, he went to that school, and I remember going to his graduation. I still have the itinerary from that graduation, and so he worked at this restaurant at the time was like a super new, new, hip, cool restaurant called Dead Presidents. And we used to have a beer glass from that place, and I don't know whatever happened to it. But um, so he's a head chef, or one of the head chefs at Dead Presidents in Philly, wherever the hell it was at. And he didn't even realize, but guess what? As a one of the head chefs, you have to work all nights, all weekends, every holiday. So he did that for however long he did it and eventually quit and uh, went back to construction. But his children, the older one, big nerdy kid, he's the one that introduced me and my brother to Magic the Gathering and computer games and stuff when the internet first started popping back in the late 90s or whatever, early 2000s. And um, But his younger brother, he was a little shithead. You could tell he was a little shithead. Him and his kid, him and his buddies had a little ring going. They were taking like, oh, I got a winner for a free Sprite. They popped the plastic off the cap, took the thing, went to fucking Kinko's or whatever, and copied it, cut the little papers a circle out, like, you know, 20 per page or whatever it was, cut it out, took old recycled bottle caps, put the plastic back on them, and we're getting free Sprites left and right. Yeah. But my cousin Josh, uh, he got so ballsy that apparently someone found a uh, a free bike, mountain bike, or whatever it was. So they photocopied it over and over and over and over. And they were all just trying to get bikes. And I don't know what his friends did, but my knowledge of what he did 
he got caught by the 7-Eleven, whatever, the police, the Wawa. And uh, the police actually came to his house and were like, uh, this serial number, because they serial numbered or barcoded the things, has already been purchased. They look under his bed and find hundreds of bottle caps, printout after printout of pages of like, you know, 20 per page or whatever it was, of the same exact free bike, mountain bike stick, uh, mountain bike printouts that they would eventually cut out into a circle with scissors, put under a bottle cap, put the wax little thing or whatever it was on top of it and try to go get free mountain bikes. The cops, somebody pressed charges or whatever, and the cops came and fucking put him in. I don't know. If, I don't know if they put him in juvie or not, but he got in trouble for it. Yeah, nowadays you don't even get in trouble for stealing. You can steal it right in front of a cop, which is yeah. Epic. And it's like, but this kid back in the early two thousands, we'll call it. This kid was hustling like that, trying to fucking. Hey, anybody that gets a free mountain bike thing, like let me have it. We're all just going to photocopy it for 10 cents a sheet. You know, there might have been 20 little circles on the page and they cut them out, get old recycled caps and wax things or plastic covers to put over it and try to reclaim free mountain bikes. And he got caught. They found all this shit under his bed and he got in so much trouble with (laughs) with his parents. And I just heard something about the Sprite thing today and I was like, oh, that's good content. I got to write that down. Right, is at least a clear beverage out there, you know. It's a clear soda pop. Uh, soda dude, pop. If you're going to Chinese, like I gotta have a sprite. It's true. That that's my go-to. I don't Chinese. know. I like I like a good Pepsi, you know, especially when you're like after the gym or something. You go get a nice blue can of Pepsi. Yeah, we we were a Pepsi, not a Coke family ourselves, but. But yeah, Sprite, if we're going to Chinese, yeah, we always got a Sprite. That was our, our jam. The Chinese don't get me started on those guys. What, they collect too many cans? Nah, they're just annoying right now. <laughs> they're just annoying. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, well, everyone, we're going to end this episode right here. Um yeah, I don't go know celebrate the, the go celebrate the full moon. It seems like we had like seven full moons the last four days, you know. So I guess I'm oh, gonna I'm gonna go, I'm gonna hell at that bitch. And hey, listen, America, the Cowboys are winning. The Cowboys are winning. Yeah. All right, we'll keep that in mind till the next one. Let's go, Cowboys. <laughs> That's America's team, son. Every fucking uh, this time of year in in school, all the cool kids got a new. Cowboy starter jacket, yeah, son. Yeah, man. Go look at the apparel section on Nike.com. It's pretty freaking cool, those Cowboys things, you know? I might pull the trigger. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a blast. Good night and good luck, and we'll see you next week. Peace.